Hi, and welcome back to Becca Babbles Podcast. I'm your host, Becca. I'm a certified personal trainer, holistic health coach, and future chiropractor on my way to figuring out this thing we called life. Now, let's get babbling. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Becca Babbles Podcast. I'm your host, Becca, and today marks the first official interview of 2024. Whoop, whoop. Um, I had the honor of interviewing Ellie Salamanca, and she is actually someone who I have met through chiropractic school at Parker University, and I actually met Ellie going to one of the first adjusting clubs that I had ever been to, and she was super sweet. Um, I went in there as a wee little pre-DC student, and I was like, I want to absorb all the knowledge because I have no idea how to adjust, and you seem like you know what you're doing. I had a friend actually refer me to her, and she had told me the first time she met me, and she was teaching me. She was like, your eyes were so big, and I could tell that like you wanted to learn, and she was like, I was just trying to teach you all the things that I could. Um, so I greatly appreciate that. She's just one of those people who are super sweet and caring, but also holds herself and is extremely confident and strong. So I am so grateful that she gave me the time to actually interview her because she actually has started running and has motivated multiple people to start their own running journey and I love her perspective on running and I wanted to dig a little bit more into why she runs, what motivates her to run, um, and how she balances that through chiropractic school. But Ellie is currently halfway through chiropractic school at Parker University. She got her bachelor's in kinesiology from Washington State University and she started running last April when she randomly decided to train for a half marathon after experiencing her first runner's high. She has now run multiple races and has almost run two miles nonstop. She is on a mission to encourage people that they can run no matter their shape, size, speed, or the amount of walking breaks that you need in between. She believes that you can still be a runner. On Becca Babbel's podcast, we discuss who Ellie was like as a child and how she's changed, what motivated Ellie to start running, her journey to start marathon training, what she has learned from starting her running journey, why it's okay to take running breaks during your run, why it's important to listen to your body, how she balances her health while being in grad school, and so much more. You can find Ellie on TikTok at Ellie Salamanca or on Instagram at Ellie underscore Salamanca. If you like this episode, please don't forget to share it on social media, tag me and Ellie so I can reshare it um, and say thank you to you. And if you want, send it to someone who you think would be interested in this podcast. I think anyone would get benefit from this podcast even if you're not a runner we talked so much about so many different things that would benefit a ton of people but with all that being said let's start babbling all right you ready (laughs) (laughs) all right so i'm on the podcast right now with ellie ellie you want to introduce yourself yeah hi everyone my name is ellie yeah um ellie is a runner and i thought it would be really fun to have her on the podcast just because she actually goes to my chiropractic school Mm -hmm. and i wanted her 
um, thoughts on running because I know as a person who used to run hasn't run and then is actually getting slowly back into running you've kind of like helped me through or like get a little bit more inspired to actually go running yeah so I just thought it would be really fun to have you on the podcast yeah I'm excited to be here yeah so I want to start off with some like introductory questions just so everyone can get to know you and my first question is if you saw yourself if you saw your name in the dictionary how would you describe yourself or how would you define yourself Ooh, wow that's a really great question I've never heard that one before um, I would say, um, the first thing that comes to mind is, like, discipline. Like, I'm someone who's very disciplined and likes to, uh, set a goal and then, uh, just works re- work really hard to accomplish it. That's really helpful, being in chiropractic school. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Honestly, that's, like, one of the perks of, well, not the perks, but that's, like, one thing that has allowed me to get through chiropractic school is just how much like discipline I have because there's times where I'm like I don't want to do this homework or I just like it's so much that I'm like okay I'm ready for it to be over but like having discipline to push through has been really helpful for sure have you always been that way uh no actually I think it's more like a recent thing because on in under my undergrad I was not disciplined at all, and I, like, almost quit at one point, because uh, I was like, I'm just over this, but I think as I've grown older, um, I've grown some discipline, because I've realized, like, okay, if I want to be somebody, like, I have to stick with something and, like, actually, like, see it through, you know, mm-hmm. and so I think it's been more like, more like a maturity thing, Okay, if that makes sense. Yeah, that definitely does. Do you remember that turning point in your life? Like, what was going on that made you kind of, like, have that click moment of, like, hey, we need to wake up and, like, get serious? Yeah, I think it was when I was living. So, I took a break from school um, after I graduated uh, from WSU. And so, I was living in Seattle for a year. uh, And I kind of was, I just felt like I was going through the motion of life at that point. And I didn't really know, like, what I was going to do. I was going to go to chiropractic school right after I graduated, decided not to, um, and, like, very last minute was, like, actually, I don't think I want to do this, um, and then during that year, I think it was a long process of, like, okay, what do I actually want to do in life, and if I want to do this thing, then it requires to have discipline, and so I think that was, like, a aha moment that I had, uh, and then it's what pushed me to actually going back and being like, hey, I want to be a chiropractor, let me go through school and then figure this out. Yeah, that's really good, and I think that's helpful for people to hear, just like, um, I know a lot of people when they talk to me, they're like, Rebecca, you just seem super disciplined, and Mm -hmm. for me, like, I've kind of been that way my whole life, but also other people realizing, like, hey, you don't, just because you're a certain way for a certain period of your life doesn't mean you're always going to be that way. Yeah, exactly, and I think definitely, like, in undergrad, I didn't really care about school that much, like, I was, I was at school um really only to make my family proud in 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 a sense of I was a first gen uh and I was like I need to finish my undergrad because I'm already here but I didn't really have like the drive I guess in that moment to do well um I was just more so there to finish something that I started um but I think going through chiropractic school now I'm like okay 
I'm here, but I want to do well, and I want to have, like, I want to live a healthy life, and in the midst of the business and chaos of chiropractic school, I think you do have to have discipline to be able to handle, like, everything that school requires, but then everything outside of it, too, and so I think wanting to go to, wanting to go to chiropractic school made me realize or made me want to have discipline, but then as I'm going, as I've gone through school, I've grown in discipline, if that makes sense. Mm, yeah. You know, like, I don't know if that makes sense, but it makes, made sense in my head. No, it definitely does, because I know for me, even, like, the structures that I had before, it was, like, each trimester, you start kind of just being, like, okay, this doesn't work, but this might work. Yeah. And start, starting to, like, redefine what's really important, what actually works, and what doesn't. Yeah, for yeah. sure. So that yeah. definitely makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Um, the next question I have is, what are you into right now? Like, what are you researching? What are you thinking about? What's keeping you up at night? Yeah. Um, well, right now, it's really been <laughs> studying for boards. Mm. Um, if you're in chiropractic school, you already know. Um, just the pain of that. <laughs> but, yeah, I think that's what's been kind of occupying my brain space recently. Um, it, it's not really fun, but... I think uh, part one is next weekend, um, and as chiropractors, you have to pass four parts, um, and so I think, yeah, that's just thinking about that and wanting that to be over with, and pass part one uh, yeah. is really, I'm just obsessed in the sense of, like, I'm studying a lot, reviewing all, of, all this stuff, because I want to do well on that exam, because mm -hmm. uh, I know how important it is for school. Um, so yeah. Yeah. What are you excited about right now? Um, I would say definitely getting back into running. Uh, I've taken a little bit of a break. Uh, one school was out and I was traveling. I was out of the country for a little bit. Uh, so it was hard to keep that up. And then like the last couple of weeks, uh, the last two weeks of school, I wasn't really able to run cause you know, exams and all this stuff. So I've taken like over a month break. Um, but I've decided to run a 10k. Um, I think it's in, what was it? March? It was, are you doing the hot cocoa run? I think so. Okay. Yeah. It, that's it's, March, right? It's in February. February, February 10th. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I think doing that race, uh, is motivating me to get back so I could be ready. And so, mm -hmm. yeah, I think that's definitely something that I'm really looking forward to. Yeah. I haven't officially said this on the podcast mm -hmm. yet that I was actually getting back oh. into running or doing that. So, oh. but yeah, no, you're totally so good. Sorry. But now I'm so glad you brought it up because like now I know, cause I was like a ton of people were telling mm -hmm. me like, Hey, we're doing the 5k. And I was like, I thought the, I guess it was a different hot cocoa run, mm -hmm. but it was talking about how like to get the jacket, you had to at least do the 10k. And I was like, oh. well, if I'm going to do the run, I want the jacket. Yeah. Like I don't just want the metal. Um, but then I was looking back at it and you can do the 5k and still get the jacket, jacket. for this one and I was like you know what I've been it. training for this like 10k I'm gonna do it oh anyways. you're doing the 10k yeah yeah oh nice so um I'm glad I have someone to run yeah. with cause, and I yeah. think Erin uh might be doing it too oh okay I, we were talking about it and I think she was looking to do one so okay there might be three of us yeah because I feel like I've done a ton of like 5ks before mm -hmm. just for fun and then I'm like you know what Gotta take that, like, little extra leap, stretch yeah. yourself a bit, and do that 10K. Yeah, and you know what's funny? I've never done an official 5K or 10K. I went straight from no running to just training for a half marathon. 
So this would be my first 10K. I, I did, during my training, like I ran, mm -hmm. I think up to 11, 12 miles maybe before the actual race. But I've never actually ran an official 5K or 10K. I've ran many just like on my own, but mm -hmm. yeah. Was it ever intimidating to you to like be like, okay, I'm about to run six miles or I'm about to do like, yeah. Yeah, it definitely was. Um, Cause again, all of those long runs that I was doing in my training program, I'd never, I've never done anything like it. Like I think the most I had ever ran before I started training was like two miles and that was like years before. And that was like two miles, I think like running and walking, like not just running. Uh, and so I, it was definitely intimidating to go like straight into a half marathon, but in my, in my mind, I knew that I was going to do it very slowly. And I knew that if I needed to take walking breaks, like I would, I just wanted to finish 13.1 miles. And so, uh, in the end. And so as I was doing these long runs, I'd be like, okay, we're doing six miles today. I've never done this, but here we go. And, yeah. um, yeah, it was definitely intimidating, but after each run, it just, there was a feeling of, like, accomplishment that I'd never felt before, and so I think that kept me going a little bit. Yeah, so it was more about, like, getting the ego out of, way, out of the way and just being like, we're just going to finish it, doesn't matter how many breaks, yeah. but just get through it. Yeah, for yeah. sure. No, that's a good mindset to have, because I even know, for me, like, going through, like, being in cross-country and them being, like, mm -hmm. this is the amount of distance you're running, you have coaches yelling at you, they're, like, keep running, keep running, yeah. and everyone has that, like, when they have to run the mile for the first time in, like, sixth grade, and they're, like, I hate yeah. this, um, but realizing, like, you're running for fun. Yeah, yeah, exactly, and I think that's what made a big difference in my running journey is, like, I think we grow up with these negative connotations of running of, like, you have to give your all, you have to, like, run as fast as you can for three miles or four miles and I think when I took a step back and I was like I don't need to be running my fastest every single second of this run uh, I can break it up into okay I'll, I start out you know really slow and then I can pick it up a little bit but I never get to a point where I feel so out of breath that I can't keep going you know mm -hmm. and I think like it's made running fun and it's made me enjoy it because I'm like okay, I can get through this run. I'm at a pace that to some people may be really, really slow, but I don't care. I This is like the pace that I feel proud of because I'm enjoying what I'm doing, if that makes sense. Yeah, it's for you, not for someone else. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, I think that's awesome. Speaking of your running journey, what got that started? What got you motivated mm -hmm. to be like, I'm going to just go out and run? Yeah, it's a, oh, I don't know, like, if it's, if there's, like, something specific that triggered it, but I've always been pretty active, uh, and, like, I, in high school, I got into powerlifting, and so, uh, it's one of the reasons why I'm even in chiropractic school is I just have lived an active lifestyle, um, and lifting was a pretty big part of my life growing up, uh, but I think in the back of my mind, I always wanted to run but I never felt like I could because I didn't have like the lung capacity or like the ability to because I hated cardio and all these things. And so I think there was, I think it was after try four, um, I was at home during the break and I wanted to go to the gym so bad, but I didn't have access to the gym at home. And so I was like, okay, I still want to like be active and do something. 
So I would go for walks, and then those walks, like, were good, but I was, like, I feel like I want to, like, get my heart rate up a little bit more than just, like, what a walk does um, for my heart rate, and so I start running, and I think I experienced a runner's high for the first time ever, and so I was, like, oh, like, this is awesome, and so I, like, ran two miles, and then I was, like, I can keep going, like, like, this is fine, and so then I, like, realized that I was at mile three, and then I was, like, oh, I'm, like, I'm fine, and then I just kept running until I think I hit four miles, and I was, like, what is this, like, what the heck, like, I just ran four miles, like, I never, uh, and that was four miles with taking some walking breaks, um, as well, but I had never done that, even with walking breaks before, mm. and so I was, like, I think I can do a half marathon, <laughs> 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 Um, and so I took into one of my friends, uh, and she was like, she had ran a couple of half marathons before, and I was like, man, I think I want to do a half marathon, and she was like, me too, like, let's do it, let's do it together, and I was like, okay, and she, like, looked up a half marathon in Seattle, and it was, like, for the, that August, so it was, like, what, four or five months, and I was like, oh, that's plenty of time, like, let's do it, and so we sign up. And then I was like, well, I guess I'm running half marathon. And at that point, like, I knew that if I actually wanted to do it, I needed to train. Like, I couldn't just, I'm not the kind of athlete to go, you know, from not running to running a half marathon. Yeah. And so I just stuck with it, and then it happened. Yeah. <laughs> do I recommend it for people? You know, I, maybe not. <laughs> but if you, yeah, it just, it happens. And I'm happy that I... Uh, ended up like signing up for it because I don't think I would have actually like stuck with the training plan if it wasn't because I knew that I was like running a half marathon but yeah, yeah. <laughs> it it's not really like a big story or whatever but it just kind of happened well I'd say it's a pretty big story going from I experienced the runner's high too. I'm gonna run a half marathon. <laughs> Legit. I don't know why I thought running four miles meant that I could do thirteen point one. But hey, hey, but you still did it. it yeah, it happened. Yeah. Uh, then ask me how many walking breaks I took during the half marathon. <laughs> hey, you accomplished it. And that's all that matters. <laughs> yeah, it's true. That was the goal. Yeah, exactly. How would you describe the runner's high? What is that like? Oh gosh, I don't even know how to describe it. It's like you have to experience it, but it's like just something that for some reason, like you're tired, but you just want to keep running. Like you just can't stop running. I don't know. What What do you think helped you get into that runner's high moment? I don't even know, to be honest. Like I, I think it was like, I saw that I was at two miles and I was like, well, I've never like ran this, like this long. Um, and I think I, I was, so I was running from my house to like my mom's work and I don't know how many miles that is, but my, my goal was to like walk and run. Um, and I think I was at two miles and I still had like quite a bit to go to like her work. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, okay, I just gotta keep, I just gotta keep going. And then I, yeah, I don't even know. I think it was just my, in my brain, I had like a, a place that I needed to get to and then um, just kept going and then yeah I don't even know how to explain it yeah it's definitely it probably has to be something to experience are you more of like a 
because I know some people, I have a friend who she can run and like her favorite runs are the ones where she doesn't like listen to anything. Oh. Yeah, she runs without music. She runs without like podcasts or um, oh. audiobooks and stuff. Are you a like a no listening? Do you listen to music, podcast, audiobooks? What's your thing? I have to listen to something. Mm-hmm. I think for the most part is music. And I listen to a lot. So I'm Hispanic and I speak Spanish. So I listen to a lot of. Uh, like Spanish music because it's more upbeat mm. and so like I, I need to have that because um, it like helps me actually like keep going and then I use like the length of songs sometimes to like guide uh, like walking breaks if that makes sense so like I'll be listening to something and then I'm like okay, I'm gonna take a break and so then I'm like okay I'm gonna listen to this song as I'm walking and then I'll start running again and so I think I kind of I like to have something in the background uh, just to help me, but then to guide, like, how long I take uh, walks for. Yeah, it's like a fun timer. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, instead of the, like, nerve-wracking, like, countdown thing yeah. that you usually have on, like, fitness trackers yeah. and stuff like Which that. Which I do use, actually. I like to use the Nike Run Club app a lot. Well, that's, like, the only thing I use uh, to uh, guide my, my runs for the most part. Especially, like, when I was in the half marathon training plan, that's the one I was using. Uh, and so I liked having um, that, but then I also still had music on. Mm. Um, and so both of them help, but if I'm just doing runs for fun, I don't really have anything, like, any fitness tracking app. I just have music. Yeah. Is there anything else besides, like, just health that... Um and just, like, for the thrill of just doing mm-hmm. running, that made you get into running? I wouldn't say, I don't know if it was, like, to get me into it. I think what's helped me continue running is, um, so I think it was, like, during my first run, um, with that, before I even was training for a half marathon, I started posting on TikTok some videos about my runs, uh, and then, like, obviously started the training plan um so then I start posting more and then I start getting some uh gaining some um like momentum on on TikTok I guess with my videos um and I think I had a moment when I realized like that my me posting my videos started with just accountability for myself but then it turned into people were motivated to start the running journeys and then it turned into like me realizing like the platform that was given to me um could help people know um one that they can run at like whatever pace that they want to run in or like taking walking breaks is fine um and just help take away some of those negative connotations of running and so I think what's helped me keep wanting to run is one the health aspect of it but then also the platform that I now have and how I can influence like how people view running and uh it doesn't have to be this perfect like I ran a six minute mile and or I ran a sub what like hour 25 half marathon like you know um it's it's more than that and it's uh I think we can all go run a half marathon um, obviously train for it, uh, but we all have the ability, I think, uh, we don't because we think that we have to run these super crazy fast half marathons, 
mm-hmm. and we forget that okay like if you need to take a walking break like do it and so I think wanting to influence how we view running has helped me continue to want to run if that mm-hmm. makes sense yeah it's very fulfilling to like have other people like see the change mm-hmm. in other people so I totally understand that as far as like misconceptions you think people have do you think it's mostly like people don't think that they can take walking breaks or do you think there's like a bigger misconception around running yeah I think it's I think it's both like yeah definitely like people don't think that they can I think that um people think that if you're a runner you don't take walking breaks and I think that's absolutely garbage um and but also I think speed plays a big role because when you look at different paces, um, I, and I get, I get comments in my videos all the time when because I, I share all my paces because I'm you know I don't care I'm proud of them, um, and so when I ran through the summer when it was like hot and humid and all this stuff, uh, I was taking more walking breaks so I was running like 15, 16 minute miles, mm. and I would get comments of people being like that's walking like that's not that's like fast walking or not even running or whatever and so I think it's the pace but also people think that inability that you're unable to take walking breaks if you're a runner and so yeah does that answer your question yeah it definitely does what was it like dealing with those negative comments I would say I was lucky to not have nearly as many as a lot of people do uh like negative comments Mm -hmm. Um, but, and I think I try to, I try to read as many comments as I can, especially like the more positive ones. Um, but it depends on like what the negative comment is saying. I think, uh, the ones about my pace, I was like, I don't really care. Um, but other ones that were more specifically targeting like my body, I think those tend to hurt a little bit more. Mm. Um, and I try to not listen to them or not pay attention to what they're saying, but inevitably, I can't speak. (laughs) Inevitably. I can't even say it now. (laughs) Anyways, you get what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Uh, It it stings a little to, you know, read a comment that's targeting your body and, you know, like, obviously I don't look like the stereotypical runner. And so I think, yeah, those ones tend to sting just a little bit more, but... For the most part, I think when I look at those negative comments, I try to go on the on their profiles, and for the most part, it's people that don't even have a real name, and they don't even have a profile picture, and so it's like, okay, I, am I gonna listen to somebody who's even who's hiding behind the profile on TikTok? Like, mm, n- no. Um, but in the beginning, I think it's definitely tough to see some of those comments, but mm-hmm. you kind of learn to block them up a little bit yeah what was it like hitting that first like published button on your first running video or post I think the first one um I was like no one's gonna see this like it this is going to be just for myself Mm -hmm. um I think I only I I had like maybe 1600 followers when I first posted my running video just from other like videos I had posted in the past that had gotten some traction but I never like followed up with any of them, uh, and so when I posted the first one, I was like, uh, "No one's gonna see this. Like, whatever. It's just gonna be like me and maybe some friends." 
Uh, and then the, I think the first few would get like in the like a couple hundred views um, or you know a couple thousand views and I was like oh people are watching this like interesting um, but I think it was more nerve-wracking posting the first video after my first video that went viral mm. uh, I think that was like it had a lot more pressure I think because um, it was like I never I was never wanting for any of my videos to go viral but then after the first one did it's almost like I put a pressure on myself to like continue to get another one to go viral or to like you know mm-hmm. make better uh, quality videos or all these different things and um, so I think that one had a lot more pressure to it than my first one ever because the first one I was like oh, whatever yeah, you're like no one's gonna see this yeah yeah yeah. yeah. How did you work through that, like, oh my gosh, I have to make this, like, ten times better because I've gotten one going viral? Yeah. I think I realized, ultimately, the goal of my page was to show who I am and just be genuine about, like, who I am, but then also my running journey. Uh, And I wanted, I think the reason people connected with my videos was because I was providing that. And so I realized, like, I could provide better quality video but I'd be losing my essence in it like I'd be losing uh part of the genuineness that I'm providing to people through my video and I think to me keeping that um essence that genuineness was more important than the quality of the video if that makes sense and so I prefer to post a video that's showing for like that portrays the message I'm sending and who I am rather than just quality of a video, you know? Yeah, it's, I definitely believe, like, when I look at posts and videos and Mm -hmm. stuff like that, I would rather have a good, like, message coming across Mm -hmm. than, like, a super aesthetic, because I feel like Mm -hmm. we've had Instagram, we've had social media for such a long time, I think people are starting to get tired of just everything being filtered. Yeah, exactly, and I think, like, the aesthetics are good, but ultimately that's not real you know like that's like your room doesn't look this aesthetically 24 7 or you know like me running it's i'm not uh i'm huffing and puffing like after five seconds when i start running so i'm not gonna try to portray something that isn't and so i think people now are connecting with the more um genuine content than like these influencers po- like posting their aesthetic life and rooms and whatever like those are I, I guess they're still getting a lot of views and people still like them but um I think to go beyond that is more important to me um so yeah. well and I think also realizing that like okay if these influencers they might have those aesthetic rooms they might have that like aesthetic life mm-hmm. But they're also not chiropractic students. They're also not moms. They're also not, they don't have other jobs. That is their job. That is their full-time job, probably. Mm -hmm. And so they are able to keep that up because that's all, that's their focus. Their Mm -hmm. only focus, really, I guess. Yeah. 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 For sure. What do you think uh, you have learned about yourself starting your running journey? Wow. That's a good question, too. Um... I would say, again, going back to that, like, discipline aspect I talked at the beginning, I think that I've seen how, like, 
discipline in my life is not just like in school but it's also like in my running and, and other things and I think running has helped me be more disciplined too because um, you know sometimes when you have to wake up at 6 in the morning to go on a 10 mile run because you don't want to do that in the middle of the day when it's like 120 degrees mm-hmm. uh, you just, yeah I think I've learned how disciplined I am but then it's made me more disciplined if that makes sense yeah it sort of is like there's a difference between just saying I am disciplined or I'm mm-hmm. going to be disciplined and then actually showing yourself like I can be disciplined yeah, yeah. exactly yeah it's yeah. kind of like when your teacher on the math test is like don't just give me the answer like show the, yeah, yeah show the process of how you got there mm-hmm. yeah I think that's what's running that's what running has done for me is it showed me the process of how I've gotten to be disciplined yeah if you were to tell something to yourself at the beginning of your running journey, what would it be? Ooh. Um, I would say slow down. Mm. <laughs> like, actually. Because uh, I think in the beginning, um, I tried to run before. I actually, like, stuck with it. Uh, but, again, I was I think I was running too fast for what I could do at, at the time. Uh, and so I was burning out pretty quickly. And so if I could tell myself in that moment, okay, just slow down, like, it's fine, I, I would, because uh, I think that's all I needed, is to take a moment and be like, okay, I don't need to run, I don't need to try to run nine-minute mile, like, I can run a 50-minute mile if that means that I can actually finish a mile and not just get to a quarter and then be done, because I can't keep up with it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's one thing I would say to myself, and then another is just, just go for it, like, just try and do it um because I think sometimes it's intimidating to think about going on a run uh and sometimes just the, it just stays at the thought or at the beginning it would just stay at the thought oh maybe I should go on a run um but then it was too intimidating so then I just wouldn't do it mm-hmm. uh versus now I think um or if I could just tell myself just go for it and not think about it too much I yeah I would yeah. How do you um, deal with, because I know running repetitively in the same motion can be a big stressor on the body. Mm-hmm. How do you maintain that, like, still going on those runs, still going after what you want, but then also maintaining that recovery process? Yeah, the recovery process is hard for me. Mm. <laughs> um, genuinely. Because uh, I think my brain just is so go, 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 and it's just, I like like to achieve. Uh, and I forget that sometimes in order to achieve, you have to take some of those, like, resting times. And I and it goes, honestly, as far as, like, recovering and resting from running, and but also just in, li- in life in general. Uh, I hate resting like I hate. Because if I feel like I'm, if I'm not doing something, then it feels like I'm not accomplishing. And so I uh, have to take, like, a recovery day, like, an active recovery day. Uh, I think those work better for me uh, and better for my body uh, and so being in chiropractic school helps me to know that I actually need that recovery time or that rest that rest time um, but I'm definitely not good at it if I'm being honest yeah <laughs> um, no I appreciate the honesty what helps you like I guess what helps you realize that like mm-hmm. hey I need to take a break and then also like how do you go about taking yeah. those breaks? Um, 
I think it's definitely when I feel like hurt or like when my body's aching. I'm like, okay, I probably do need um, to take a break or not go on this run. And I think um, during the training process was harder because it was like I just had the goal in mind. But now that I'm just uh, training uh, in the gym or just going on runs for fun, I'm not training for something uh, yet. Um, I it's definitely like easier I guess in, in a sense um because then I, I found my like for instance right now I hurt my back a couple days ago at the gym and so I haven't lifted or I haven't gone to run um because I'm like my body needs or it will appreciate if I just take a break right now um and then sometimes like when I think about going on a run um if I feel like my body is not there I have to like be kind and remind myself like okay I, I need to give my body what it needs and if it's asking for recovery that's what I'm gonna give it if I'm you know feel like I can go run however many miles like I'm gonna do that so it's all about like listening I think to the needs of your body in the moment mm -hmm. and being kind enough to yourself to say okay I'm gonna give it what it needs have you always been good about, like, reading your body and understanding it? No. <laughs> it's still, I think it's still a struggle to this day. Mm -hmm. uh, but I'm learning, and I think as the more I go through school, the more I learn about the body, I think the more I am able to uh, listen to it and the more I'm able to challenge it when I need to, but then also, you know, rest or recover when I need to. Um, so it's, it's, it's a process. I would say, and it's, you know, something that you just have to keep working at daily, and mm -hmm. you don't just, I don't know, I, it's just a process. Yeah. How do you um, go about dealing with the guilt of not doing something? Oh, gosh. Yeah, I don't know if I deal with it <laughs> the best way. Gosh. Yeah, I don't know that I deal with it the best way. Uh, I would say, I mean, I'm pretty... I think I do some sort of uh, workout or running or just active activity uh, like six times a week, which is kind of a lot, mm -hmm. um, I would say. But on that um, seventh day or whatever uh, my rest day is, I just have to do a lot of um, like remind myself of, okay, I did so much work for the last six days, like it's fine. And I think just t telling myself, like, okay, it's okay to rest helps me not feel guilty that I'm not yeah. working out or doing something active. Um, or sometimes I think even when I do, like, instead of going to the gym, um, I'll go for a walk. And I think that sometimes, like, I'm still, it feels like I'm still being active, but I'm not putting nearly as much strength in my body mm -hmm. as I would be, like, you know, squatting 300 pounds or whatever yeah um and so i think sometimes like what helps the guild is shifting the type of workout that i do so if my body doesn't feel like i can go lift 300 pounds i'll go for a walk so i'm like in my brain i'm like okay i still did something active mm -hmm. but it's not the kind of strain that i would feel from a heavier thing you know yeah i'd even just say like telling yourself the reason why you're taking rest i yeah. know for me that's even helped being like 
well, if I take rest now, that means that, um, and this could be referred to with like studying, but mm -hmm. like if I take rest from studying right now, that means that I can come back to studying and my brain will be fresh. Yeah. When I take a rest from my workouts, that means I can come back, run faster, yeah. I can um, lift more, and mm -hmm. I can feel better and be more present in every day. Yeah. And I think you have to experience that in order to keep, like, not, in order to help the guilt, if that makes sense. So, like, you have to experience a rest day where you're telling yourself, oh, okay, like, if I take a rest tomorrow, I'll be able to actually lift or go on a run or run faster or whatever. And then going and doing the next, and then the next day going and running faster or going to the gym and then being like, okay, like, that was great. But it's great because I did take that rest day. Mm -hmm. I think like that cycle helps to continue um, taking those rest days, you know, because mm -hmm. you know that like you've actually lived through what it's like to take a rest and then come back better than before, you know? Yeah. No, I definitely get that. Because if you keep doing that, because I was in a period of my life where I just, I kept just pushing mm -hmm. and pushing. And there's a point, I, I love the saying where people say, you can either listen to your body's whispers mm -hmm. or you can wait until it screams. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That's so, that's real. Yeah. Have you ever experienced that in your life before? Uh, as far as like, was there a point in your life where you didn't listen to your body's whispers and there was a scream? Oh gosh. I mean, yes. I can't think of anything specifically right now, to be honest. But I'm sure, I mean, I'm sure as I was going through the half marathon training plan mm -hmm. I felt like I probably should have taken a break and I didn't and then I think the day of <laughs> the half marathon I was like you know my body was screaming because of so much the pain I was in from running that day and so yeah I mean I'm sure it happens more yeah. I just I'm not good at you know picking it up yeah, acknowledging it. Sometimes yeah. I feel like, because I identify a lot mm -hmm. with you as far as, like, the whole achiever aspect, mm -hmm. hard time taking breaks and stuff like that, um, I bet a lot of the times it's, like, our subconscious mind doesn't want to identify it. Yeah. Because then, especially you already knowing, like, hey, I need to take rest, mm -hmm. but, like, being, like, if I acknowledge mm -hmm. it, that means I know I have to take a rest, but yeah. I don't want to. Yeah. I think that was, like, one video I made. Um, where I was, you could tell that I had been crying in the video, and I, because I had a mental breakdown that day, but it's like, I have to have those moments to recognize, like, oh, I need a break, or, and so I guess that would be, like, an example of when my body was screaming at me, and I was still, like, not wanting to listen, mm -hmm. uh, but, yeah, I think it, more often than not, it has to get to a point of s screaming, because yeah. uh, I don't listen to the whispers. Yeah. We can both work on that. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I know, speaking of your videos, I know you identify, or I saw, like, there was a bunch of, like, posts on your TikTok identifying as, like, the big girl that runs mm -hmm. slow. What gave you the motivation to start posting videos like that? Yeah, I think seeing how people were identifying with my videos at the beginning, um, and I think also, like, I'm pretty, I try to be self-aware about a lot of things, um, and... I think obviously like when I look in the mirror like I am aware of what I'm seeing and uh, I'm not gonna try to pretend to be someone that I'm not and so I think that goes back to the me just wanting to be real with people and, and share who I really am 
Um, and so it's a fact that I'm more on the slower side of running. Um, my paces are pretty slow and I'm, and I'm proud of that. Uh, but then also when you look at myself, like I'm more of a bigger girl. Uh, and that, and that's part of it is I have PCOS and so I have a hard time losing weight. Uh, and so I think I just wanted people to know that it's okay. Like, cause I think sometimes especially like seeing those negative comments about my body uh i didn't want to give people the power to call me a big girl and like feel hurt by that you know mm -hmm. uh, i wanted to be the first one to acknowledge yeah i'm a bigger girl and that's not going to stop me from accomplishing my goals you know mm -hmm. so i'm not going to give you the power to use that in a negative way you know mm -hmm. it's actually i'm taking it as a positive thing um so I think, yeah, that was, that's the motivation for it is, uh, using it as a way to empower me and, and empower like my running, uh, and empower the way that other people feel also. And cause I'm, there's a lot of people who can, um, uh, what's the word, um, who can feel connected, um, to being a bigger girl and wanting to you know, run, but feeling like they can't because of their body. And so I think I wanted them to feel empowered to still do the things that they love, no matter what they look like, you know? Yeah. I like how you say that, like, it empowers other people to just go out and run, but I also think it takes away the power of, like, your body doesn't define who you are and what you can do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And again, and I think it also, like, you never know what someone's going through and why you know, like, they are a certain, or their body types, you know, like, we all are born differently, like, we all have different metabolisms, like, we all have different things, uh, and sometimes you have medical conditions that literally make it difficult for us to, uh, be a certain weight or whatever, which honestly doesn't even matter, but I think a lot of times we let our bodies, um, or the way we look like stop us from being active or doing things that we love because we think we have to look a certain way to be able to do th those things because I think the media has fed us that for a long time like you know if you look back in time like a lot of the fitness influencers or the fitness instructor like they all looked a certain way and they all were just very fit people um, and as someone who's been uh, active since I was in high school and I've never looked that way I've always been like you don't have like you know, you don't have to look a certain way to do the things that you love. And I want people to receive that message and to take that and be empowered by it, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I really, I really appreciate you doing that and putting mm -hmm. that out there for people. Was there ever a period of your life where you didn't feel empowered by that um, or you struggled with your body? Yeah, I mean, I think even now, like, I still struggle with it sometimes. Uh, and body dysmorphia is real. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> um, like, honestly, sometimes, I think for me, I tend to, when I look in the mirror, I tend to look someone who's bigger than what I am, because I, that's what I've been told, and like, when I talk to my friends, like, that's what they said. And so, I still definitely struggle with it, but that is one of the reasons why I wanted to take that, and take it, and turn it into a positive way, and, uh, feel empowered by it and not um restricted you know mm -hmm. uh and i think it's a process and again 
I've I've been learning to be kind to myself and to know and to appreciate what my body is able to do. Uh, you know, like the fact that my body was able to run 13.1 miles, like that's insane. And so being gracious and kind and thanking my body for that is, I think, helping a lot in recognizing like, you know, who I, it just helped me uh, be able to continue to do things and to continue to put goals um, because I'm like, I know I can do a lot, like my body's able and capable of doing these things um, and I'm just going to be gracious and kind to my body. Mm -hmm. Because if you're not, then it can't do those things. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Speaking of the half a marathon, um, <laughs> or not, yeah, the first half a marathon that you did, how did you prepare for that or like mm -hmm. what was it, I know you had said you got that runner's high and yeah. then like you just went for it, but what was it like doing your first marathon? Like the actual race? Yeah. Ooh, the actual race is hard. Mm -hmm. Um. So I, my, the race, I did the um, Seattle Marathon, uh, which they didn't have a marathon, it was just a half, but that's what the race is called. Um, and I would say it was definitely hard to, I was in Texas doing the training, so it was definitely hot and humid and, uh, very flat, but then the actual race, um, it was very hilly, and I think it was, like, a straight mile of just, like, uphill and, like, the steepest hill ever, and so it was definitely tough because the terrain was different, mm -hmm. uh, than what I was training on. And I think I, during the race, I struggled a lot with not feeling prepared for the race that I was running. Uh, and I had my friend, we were running together, and she definitely could run faster and could have finished that uh, way faster than I did. But uh, she stuck with me through the whole thing, which I'm really thankful for. Um, and uh, she helped me get through it. But I think it was mentally tough. Uh, because I didn't feel like I was prepared for that race specifically. But then as I got through it and I crossed the finish line, I was like, it, it, you experience a different type of runner's high where you're just, you just feel so accomplished and you're like, whoa, I just did that. Like that was hard, mm -hmm. but I just did that. Like that's crazy. Uh, and then your body's in so much pain that you just kind of forget about everything and you're just like, Ugh, <laughs> I'm in pain. Um, but yeah, I think going through it was tough and definitely like mentally challenging like physically and mentally challenging but getting through it was like it it empowers you even more because mm -hmm. uh, you realize that you just did something that was extremely hard yeah. harder than i thought it would be to be honest mm, it was like runner's high 2.0 yeah <laughs> literally because honestly like the long runs that i did it was pretty flat where i um was running and so then going to a terrain that was very hilly, um, my low back started hurting at like mile five and I was like just having to run through, you know, low back pain and all this other pain. Yeah, it was just hard. Yeah. What kept you going? My friend. <laughs> um, so I think, get a running buddy. <laughs> yes. I think, I mean, definitely like I wanted to finish the race. Like I knew that no matter how long it took, to finish like I wanted to finish it I wanted to cross that finish line and say I ran walked 13.1 miles but then I think seeing how my friend was so willing to support me through and uh was running a 
like right beside me was taking as many walking breaks as I needed to and was kept pushing me um I think definitely helped me get through it if I was doing that by myself I think man I probably would have quit and not finished the race so yeah get a running buddy (laughs) for sure um what doubts if any did you have going into the race yeah I think it was the feeling of not being prepared Mm -hmm. or not um you know doing enough during the training process uh so I think it was the last two weeks of the like training plan I was doing some traveling I went to Mexico um and it was like it was a time when you were supposed to give it like I actually know you're slowing down a little bit but you're still running um quite a bit I think through the week throughout the week um but I just wasn't able to run all the runs um that I was supposed to during those two weeks uh and so leading up to it you know I wasn't following the plan Mm -hmm. as strictly as I had been and so I definitely fell into a lot of those lies of you're not ready for this you just you haven't ran um as much the last couple weeks like what are you doing uh like don't do this um but i just had to trust that the 12 14 weeks prior to that that i had been running had prepared me for the race yeah which you know yeah um if you were to redo your marathon preparation how would you redo it oh that's a great question um I think I would plan out like um like trips a little bit better for sure and probably not um well first I I think I would uh run the race when I'm training so like if I'm training in Texas probably do like a race here uh because the change in terrain was a bit hard for me uh, or like running in a harder terrain and then doing the race in an easier one I think rather than the opposite of running it in an easier or training in an easier terrain but then running in a harder terrain uh and then uh yeah just like planning out uh the last two weeks of leading up to the race a little bit better because uh, I think those two weeks are really crucial in like your mental tough like you preparing yourself for the mental aspect of running because uh, honestly running is I would say like yeah there's some physical abilities that you need but a lot of it is mental like it's a mental battle and so doing those two weeks a little bit better I would say what did work that you did to prepare for your marathon uh I, I think honestly the long runs were the most helpful because it was giving me an idea of what race day would actually look like um, and I try to do those long runs uh, as like closely as the actual race day uh, so like waking up early you know eating breakfast and then running I would take I do some I use running gels for longer runs and so I try to mimic um, the actual race day through my long runs and I think that helped um, a lot in uh, like my physical and mental ability to run the race yeah what um what running gels do you use um I like the I don't know how to say that Huma the 
Is it Huma Jones? Huma Fala? I have never heard of It's like H U M A. Okay. Uh, I found them on Amazon, and uh, they're probably my favorite ones. Um, let me see the name picture. When do you. Oh, um, Humana? Humana? I, that's how I would huh. pronounce it. Well, there's no N A, it's just H U M A. I'll link them in the okay, description. Yeah, yeah. Do it. I, yeah, yeah, I don't know how to say them, but I got them on image. Actually, they're linked on my uh, on my page too, because those are the ones that I use. They're on my Amazon storefront. Um, I tried a couple other ones, but they just didn't taste the greatest. But and then they also um, made me want to use the bathroom, and so I was like, <laughs> I'm not gonna risk. You know, pooping <laughs> my pants when I'm running. We don't need those running poops. We don't, no, we don't need those. <laughs> Stay away from those. That's hilarious. Uh, so I think, I, hopefully I'm saying them right. If I'm not, I'm sorry. But the Huma gels, it was a perfect balance of like getting energy without making me... Running poops. Run, yeah, yep. <laughs> Preventing those running poops. Um, What's considered a long run for you? Um, honestly, anything more than, like, three miles, I'm like, that's a long run. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I think the longest long run I had during the training process was, like, 12 miles. Mm. Uh, but it's hard because there were some days where it wasn't a long run where I was doing, like, three miles. Um, but I would say, like, anything more than, anything more than a 5K. Mm-hmm. Like, I would even consider it. And it depends on the, on the person, too. Like, for me, three miles could be a long run. But for someone who's starting, you know, that might be, like, their... Like, they might not be running that for the, their long runs. Like, that is their goal they're working mm-hmm. towards. Um, so, I, it depends on the person. But for me, I would say, like, anything more than three miles would be, like, a long run. What have you learned, if you have... Um, anything about like nutrition going into like running? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I would say definitely like hydration is important for running. Uh, and then because sometimes like, um, I don't even I bring water, but I put electrolytes in it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm trying to stay hydrated, uh, and that's like during the run, before the run, at, like all throughout like my day i'm just trying to keep myself hydrated especially in the texas heat yeah especially in the texas heat like you just need to be hydrated because otherwise man it you just can't yeah uh, and then uh the type of food that i eat before i run is crucial because there's some foods that you know will give you the, the running poops more than others and so i um try to eat i try to like be careful of what i eat before a run Mm-hmm. more so than after but in general like I try to keep uh, a good um, balance of you know carbs and fats and proteins uh, but before before a run I think it's crucial to eat I eat more protein because I, I think it's what helps me um, but yeah don't eat something that will give you the running poops <laughs> <laughs> for sure and yeah. I think that's different for everybody you know mm-hmm. like if some sometimes people eat a banana before um, running, and I can't do that because I will get the running poop if I eat a banana, which is really interesting because normally, you know, yeah, it, it shouldn't be that way, but yeah, 
Yeah, it just is. I know for me, one time, I think it was the first time I ran three miles, I ate an orange, just Ooh. an orange. I got the worst cramps in my entire really? life. Yeah, yeah. It also was weirdly flavored orange, which makes sense, but I could, like, just feel the flavor huh. of orange just in just my in body. Your body. Yeah. yeah. I tend to do a lot of, like, um, like a peanut butter toast before okay. I run, and I find that to be, like, a good balance of, like, energy, but not having to, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't mess my stomach up as much. Yeah, but I appreciate that you do say, like, eat something before you run. Yeah. Because I feel like, especially because cardio can very much get into that realm of just, like, doing it for fat burn, which mm -hmm. I tell my audience a lot, like, that is not the reason people mm -hmm. should be doing cardio, yeah. so they think they need to do it fasted. Yeah, and if anything, I think sometimes weightlifting helps with burning fat more than, like, going for a run, because, yeah. like, I, I don't want to get into the details of the science, but, um... <laughs> She's like, we need a whole other podcast! <laughs> <laughs> but, like, but, yeah, just weight, I think, and even... Like, now that I'm not training, I'm combining uh, weightlifting with running mm. more. Like, I guess do more cross-training because it's important for your body and just overall health. But uh, there are times where, you know, I am running more depending on what I ha I'm training or I have, like, a race or something. Mm -hmm. But when I'm not – when I don't have a race that I'm training for, I think cross-training is crucial for me and to keep, like, health in general. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It definitely helps prevent injury, too. Yeah, yeah. for sure. You need to maintain that muscle mm -hmm. mass. Yeah, but also just overall, I think if you're working out or running to lose weight or to lose fat or all those things, like, maybe just think about, maybe just change your mentality. Because mm -hmm. I think now that I associate working out with and running with just something fun and enjoyable, it's so much better than when I would try to run for weight loss or whatever like I, like I never lost any weight when that was my mentality but now that I'm running for fun and I'm actually enjoying it like I've been able to lose some weight uh but that's like not my goal and yeah. so it's like oh it's awesome that I lost two pounds but I wasn't trying to you know yeah so it's I think mentality has a big um plays a big role in your fitness journey altogether. For sure. And it's all about, like, enjoying the journey or the process than just the end goal. Yeah. Um, and it also just makes life a lot more fun because when you're enjoying the running, when you're enjoying working out, then it's, like, something fun you get to look forward to every single day yeah. and get that, like, dopamine rush mm -hmm. compared to, like, oh, man, step on the scale and it's not what you want. Yeah. Then it's like, oh, well, that just ruined my entire yeah. day. Yeah. yeah. Oh, like, what I'm doing isn't working. Mm -hmm. So I better, like, I'm not going to keep doing it because it it's not working. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, I would rather be that amazing, like, 80-year-old doing all these different things than, like, being able to be the smallest pant size. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Agreed. Being able to balance health is important. So how do you do that? with chiropractic school <laughs> yeah that's tough <laughs> um i think it's all about like i have i think there was like at one point somebody one of my professors said uh in chiropractic school it seems like you're just uh uh going or what's the word he used i forget the specific words but it's basically like you have all these little fires and it's all about which one you have to 
get to first. Mm-hmm. So, like, um, you know, sometimes the fires of school are bigger than, like, what's going on outside of that. Or sometimes, like, what's going on outside of that is bigger than school. And so I think it's just, um, it's all about knowing how to balance what you're going to attempt next. So I try to have, like, a, a... And it's different for everybody, but, like, my priorities, um, I try to be aware of that in the moment. So, sometimes what helps me is to be organized as far as, like, assignments, what's, like, what exams I have, uh, and I try to get into the week knowing, like, okay, I have an exam this day, I have an assignment due this day, and, like, having those, because then if something does come up, um, I know that, you know, I'll have the time to get to that other thing, um, and so it really is being aware of, um, you know, what's important in that moment, but, um, also not forgetting other stuff. So even like when I have exams or when I have other stuff, like I know that I want to work out. So I make time for that. And sometimes like I've experienced, um, when I've skipped a workout to study, I do worse uh, on my exam than if I take like an hour and go work out. Uh, and then study again because, uh, you know, I'm able to clear my brain. I'm, I'm able to take some of that stress away and uh, actually, like, when I come back to study, focus. So, um, yeah, I think it's just about the moment. Like, in this moment, in this time, what is the most important thing? Or, like, what do I need to attend to? Is it school? Is it working out? Is it, like, my friend who's having a mental breakdown or, like, is it me meal prepping like you know um and i i try to have like a good schedule of like when i'm doing those things like when i'm meal prepping when i'm working out when i'm studying when i'm doing this other stuff but if something comes up like having the flexibility to say okay it's okay i'm going to attend this thing that's more important at this moment yeah you know I definitely, because there was a period in my life, because I'm like, I don't know what you do scheduling-wise. For me, I'm obsessed with Google Calendar. Oh, yeah. Friends know that. I yeah. love Google Calendar. Thank you. Yes, okay. it's like the best. Mm-hmm. Like, actually, like, literally, that's, like, what I use. And I have, I color-code it, my thing. Same. Okay. So, like, each class, here, I'll show you. Each class is a different color, so then I know. Awesome. I add, I haven't done that, but I'll add exams, uh-huh. and I'll put, like, the color of the class on that, for, like, that exam. Okay. So, like, it helps me know, oh, if I see, like, a green, I'm like, oh, exam, and it's in green, that's a, I don't know, PT exam or whatever. Mm-hmm. But anyways, continue. Yeah. No, I'm going to have to, we're going to have to show each other a Google Calendar because yeah. I do it where it's, like, the multiple calendars, so I can just oh. click off and be like, if I only want to see when my classes are, I just see that. But oh. if I want to see when I'm working out, and when I, like, need to meal prep, which is under the chores calendar, uh-huh. then I can see those things only, uh-huh. or I can see it all. So, yeah. Okay, you're probably a little step ahead of me. <laughs> I'm, I'm a little bit, I, yeah, I don't do that, but that sounds really helpful, actually. Yeah, for sure. But it's, I, I also want to go back to the part about still being flexible within yeah. that. Because I think that's where I know I got stuck. Mm -hmm. Where it was like, this is my plan. This is what I'm going to do. If it doesn't happen, then, like, it failed. Yeah. Or the day failed or whatnot. Um, Did you ever struggle with anything like that? And how did you work through it? Yeah. I think, and my friends know this, I like structure in my life. Like, I I need some structure. 
because uh, otherwise I know that I won't get anything accomplished. I know I won't do anything. So I need to have, you know, like those um, things on my calendar that I know I'm doing. Uh, and I think are more so the ones that are more important to me, I guess, are the ones that go on my calendar. But I think I also am somebody who cares a lot about people. Uh, and I have a lot of friends and I want to like be there for my friends. Uh, this trimester, this last one was actually really hard for, uh, for that. And I would like blocked off a lot of, um, like being there for my friends. Cause I just didn't have the capacity or I felt like I didn't have the capacity. Um, but I think school is important, but if you look past it, like it's there's so many other things that are important that uh, don't have anything to do with school and so it's hard because I think I, I right now like I tell myself like I'm in a season of busyness with school but it's only going to last this long like it'll be over um but realizing that sometimes like that hurts some of my friends in the process um I I don't want to hurt them like I don't I want to be able to be there for my friends because uh, I find I find a lot of value in that uh, and so I think that's where that flexibility aspect comes in for me is um, like I still respect some of the structure and, and like if it's something that I can't change and um, you know can't be flexible on like that's fine but I try to find spaces where I am able to have some of that flexibility because mm -hmm. uh, I think community is important for me and so I want to make time for community and sometimes that means, you know, taking time away from school to show up for community. So, yeah, it's hard. I'm still learning how to navigate through that. But I think go like when I look beyond just school is when I'm able to be like, OK, like, yeah, this exam is important. But, you know, my friend be getting married and me being the maid of honor like that also is important. Mm -hmm. And I'm obviously not going to miss her being at her wedding because I have an exam that Monday coming coming back like you know like those things I think you just have to um be aware of what truly matters beyond just school yeah yeah the um the saying of like hey give me 20 minutes and I'll call you back has been a lifesaver for me yeah in school yeah. yeah for sure and I think sometimes like I like to get good grades and I, I try to get as many A's as possible but sometimes I'm like I, you know, a B is fine, too. Like, I, I don't want any C's. Uh, I don't want to get C's in school. But, and I want as many A's as possible. But sometimes I'm like, okay, if I'm not going to be able to study for this exam as much as I would want to, because I'm, you know, at my friend's bachelorette party, then I'll take a B in that class if I need to, if I don't do well in that exam. Because that, to me, that's more important than a grade, you know? Mm -hmm. And I know that's different for everybody, but that's like how I tend to look at school and stuff outside of it is okay if I don't get an A then as long as I don't get a C we're fine <laughs> as long as I don't get a C and then also realizing that like there's other things that brought you joy yeah that you will take away from that grade. yeah yeah and I think it's also realizing that like um and I've even had to learn this for myself is like um my priorities are different than other people's priorities yeah. and that doesn't mean that I'm a bad person because I took a break and did something yeah. else and they studied more yeah exactly yeah. and sometimes too like 
I mean, when you're in practice, your patients are not going to be asking, oh, what grade did you have in this class? Or, mm-hmm. you know, they're going to care about, okay, do you know what you're doing? Can you explain to me what you're doing? Uh, and so all of the things that you learn in school and the classes that you go through matter. Um, and so I'm like, if I'm learning and if I am able to explain something, but I didn't do as well on the exam, like, that's okay. Because ultimately, as long as I'm learning something, that's more important than getting an A, you know? Well, plus also, tests don't show everything. So for me saying, like, as long as I know I can explain it or I understand it, that's all that really matters. And, of course, passing the class. Yeah, passing. Yeah. Yeah. Passing with a B. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Um, If you had any advice... For someone who wanted to start their running journey, what would it be? Mm. Uh, just go for it. Uh, don't let anybody stop you from uh, doing it. And yeah, just don't listen to the stereotypical or the stereotypes that come uh, with running. Um, and honestly, I think what was helpful is having a goal to work towards. So I think a lot of times, like when you first start your running journey, uh, it's hard when you don't have some structure or a goal to work towards because then you're just like, oh, I, you know, I'm just doing this. Um, so have a goal, whether that's a 5K, a 10K, half marathon, a marathon, like whatever it is. Uh, and then having like a plan that you're going to follow. Uh, but then I, it's hard because then like there's all these different pieces to it. Like those are important. But then ultimately, I think what we talked about of like listening to your body I think that's ultimately more important than any plan or any other structure that you could have. Uh, so, you know, just going out there, but listening, okay, do I need a walking break? Do I need to speed it up and like go faster than what I'm doing? Like whatever it is, like listen to your body, what it needs, and then just be kind and gracious and thankful that you're accomplishing what you are, mm-hmm. you know? And I think like to me, that was really helpful. Um, yeah. I really like that. Yeah. All right. I have one last question for you before okay. um, everyone gets, like, where to find you and all that okay. stuff. But my last question would be, what would you tell your younger self? Ooh. What would I tell my younger self? Mm-hmm. Um, I would tell myself to be patient, honestly, mm-hmm. and to know that, like, everything's gonna be okay because uh, I would put so many um, like again I'm an achiever right like I like to achieve things I like to have goals to work to work towards to feel accomplished to feel like I achieved something and I think in that when I was younger I put too much pressure on myself uh, to be something to be somebody to like have all these accomplishments uh, and so I didn't enjoy a lot of different aspects of my life because of it and because I was so, um, you know, focused on one thing. And so I think, yeah, just to be gracious, to be kind and know that uh, all of those, while it's important to have those goals and like it's good to achieve things, that's not what life is about. Mm. And just to just be patient too. Um just be patient with myself in everything that I do and not get too overwhelmed and put that pressure 
on myself to accomplish. That's good. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you so much for being on this podcast yeah, with thank me. Thank you for having me. Yeah. It's been, it's been my honor. Yeah. Where can people find you? Yeah. I, uh, so on TikTok, uh, you can find me as Ellie slash Runner Girl. And then on Instagram as Ellie Salamanca. Perfect. All right. I will put all of that in the description below. But again, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Becca Babbles Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, the best thing that you can do is leave a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any other listening platform of your choosing. If you want to learn more about me, you can do that by following me on Instagram at Becca and Wellness or by checking out my blog, freebies, offers, and newsletter on my website at BeccaAnnWellness.com. If you want to share the love of the podcast, you can do that by taking a screenshot and sharing it on social media and tagging me and the podcast at Becca and Wellness and using the hashtag BeccaBabblesPodcast. I hope you have a great rest of your day and I can't wait to babble with you next time.